0: Hello and welcome to Dad Educates Daughter series 3 episode 11. I'm Dad Russell and this is daughter Rebecca. Hello.
1: Hello
2: Dad. You Hello.
0: okay? Yeah. So, before we go on to um talking about discussing this week's so and I'll obviously recap who you had. We we're, we're getting very near the end of the groups, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Now. So with these we're now into nineteen eighty eight. So oh, wow,
2: yeah, we're really near we have the literally
0: end. got a few more episodes of um eighty eight into eighty nine and then obviously um we come to the end of the eighties. So we've literally got after this one six more episodes of groups. Oh wow.
2: And then who are we doing next, boys or girls? And
0: then we'll be doing. We, would it be easier to do? Yeah, I suppose we should stick with one. I was going to say we could go one week males, one week females. Yeah. But I I think it's best if we say I'd series two is male soloist, series three female, or we can swap it yeah. over whichever. No, um, I'd stick with one or the other. But i've I've had a I've had an idea that I'm going to try it this week. Okay. I'm going to change the. Hit or miss, right? To did or did not. Oh, did or did not what? <laughs> well, I'm taking the dids, okay? D I D. So I educate you as you've listened to them, and we have educated you on the songs as we talk through right. it, as, and where they got to. Was there any number ones? And then we come to ask if you, if I. Influenced you or not? So,
1: dad educates
0: daughter becomes dad influenced daughter. Now, whether I influenced or not would be the did or the didn't, which funny enough is D-I-D. So, dad influenced daughter did or did not. So, I thought we'd try it for these last ones and see how it goes, and we can use that going forward. So, it comes to whether. So, rather than the old hit or miss, it's yeah. Did I influence you, or did I not influence you?
2: Right. And so it's did you you As in, they'd be a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. They so if I've
0: influenced enough, Introduced you to, or dad introduces you to new music. You know, but I think it's more better Influenced influence. yeah, Um. I like that word. So, did you like them, or now you haven't influenced me on than that? So it's a did not.
2: Okay. Yeah. I'm down for right.
0: that. Okay. Well, we'll see how that goes later on t- tonight when after we've spoken in. So, so just to recap, who you had this week? Then you had Deacon Blue, Millie Vanilli, The Pasadena's, Fairground Attraction, Hot House Flowers, and Eighth Wonder.
1: I so, did.
0: How did how did you find them without giving too much away? And yep. Are there any number ones? So
2: I have gone for three number ones. They come from three separate groups. Um, So one of them has come from Millie Vanilli, and that's Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You. One of them has come from Fairground Attraction with Perfect. And one of them has come from Hot House Flowers with I Can See Clearly Now.
0: Okay, so there's the
2: three number ones, I think.
0: All right. So no decon blue.
2: No, which I was surprised about because they have the most. But no, I've gone for the three little groups.
0: Um not only they have the most, they have the two best singles of this episode
2: which ones are they which ones are you going for
0: well i'll tell you at the end but for me they are the two best singles all right by far on this episode okay for me
2: okay well what i thought of the whole week was i think what i've noticed now as we've gone on into the 80s, I think I mentioned it a couple of episodes ago, the videos aren't as a big thing. Well, no, because
0: MTV's now is just...
2: It's got
0: bigger. You've got VH1 as well. It's, you know, everyone's doing it now.
2: Yeah, and you can tell that because they're not putting as much money into the videos. They're not going on location. They're not as memorable. They're not putting much into it. Um, And... I've got some mixed thoughts on some of the groups, which you'll find out later. And I I just think this week is a very, like, R&B rock type of week. And I'm like, I didn't realise there was so much rock in the 80s, but there's definitely some rock this week. Not your hard rock, just, you know, a little little edge of rock in there. Yeah, and I can tell they go into the 90s as well, which obviously we know we're having to go into to get a bit more. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't say it's as much noticeable was last week with your rap and house hip-hop
2: yeah that was a very new which was York very
0: birthday 90s birthday. whereas this week it's it's still your yeah late mid mid late 80s yeah but yeah obviously we are going into the 90s because we're in 1988 so yeah. if this group if these groups had longevity longevity then of course they would go into the the 90s 100%. um and you can tell who the longevity groups are from the amount of songs you had obviously but um there is a scandal this week for one of the groups oh okay. which we um, we we'll go in now if you had to pick a group that maybe have had a scandal where are you going for can
2: well, you think of any know. scandal that no like previous scandals would be things like going on the drug group or Going in prison This
0: scandal oh, made headlines I think it Well I'm pretty sure from what I can remember about it It was even on like Mainstream news So BBC 10 o'clock news and what have you 6 o'clock news
1: oh. It
0: was that big Really? Yes
2: it's, I reckon it'll be one that hasn't got many songs Because if it was a big scandal It probably affected them But I don't know what the scandal could possibly be. and They've killed someone. Someone died.
0: It's not quite that big a scandal.
2: Oh, okay. Well, like, okay, I couldn't tell you what it is or anything. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. Let's talk music. Oh, before we do, one number one this week. One.
1: Oh. Well, okay.
0: Far off. So...
1: Which one out
0: of the three you've gone for are you saying are nailed on number one?
2: Perfect.
0: Perfect. Fairground Attraction. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Let's talk music. Let's talk Deacon Blue. Yes. Let's talk the two best singles of this episode, Indignity and Real Gone Kid. I mean, you haven't even said that. You haven't even put them anywhere near being a number one. They are probably the two best singles this week for me. And even I... Fergus Sings the Blues is, is up there. I mean, is yeah. Decon Blue for me are a top, top group. They're up there with like Prefab Sprout.
2: I do like like, so they're like underrated. Yeah. Right, I'm with you. I do like the songs that you've just mentioned, but I didn't think that they would have been that big to have got a number one. I won't won't be annoyed if any of those three songs that you've just mentioned are the number one. I just think there was bigger contenders. Bigger songs, I think. Um, But Deacon Blue, I've gone with Pop Rock, and I've gone with Blue-Eyed Soul. I did have to look up what it was called, because I nearly just wrote down the Riven and Blues for white artists, and I was like, no, it's got a name. So I looked it up, Blue Eyed Soul, and then I remembered. Um, it got to a point with these, because there was quite a few songs, I mean, not a major amount, but it got to a point where I was wondering when it would be finished. I was like, are we still on Deacon Blue? Am I still still doing them? Um, but there's a nice mix of songs, but they keep the upbeatness with their songs. Um, I feel like they just want to get out a feel-good type of music, like they had an agenda, get everyone feeling good, get everyone moving, and that was that, although, so at first I thought they were just pop, as I listened throughout the songs, I could hear rock coming into them, so, and some of the songs are a bit harsher toned than others, Um, and do you know what I really like, I can't i have not written down which song it was, but it was near the end, They've got a use of an accordion. I was like, Wellow? Oh, don't don't see an accordion often, so that was nice. Um, I feel like their songs are like ballad type songs, like when it's a love song, not a power ballad. We're not going that type of, but just you know, like a song. I don't even know if just a ballad exists, but I got that type of feeling yeah, ballads exist. Oh, okay. Okay. Um I think they're one woman's in the band with four men. Um and I don't know whether the vocalist changed or whether he just grew up and his voice maybe changed a bit. Um, their videos didn't give much off. They like to play around with animation and layering of uh, pictures. Um, and yeah, like so they've started off young and you kind of saw him age, but it's not much from the videos this week.
0: Okay, so Deacon Blue uh, were Ricky Ross on vocals Lorraine McIntosh also on vocals James Prime on keyboards Graham Kelling on guitar Dougie Vipend on drums and Ewan Vanow on bass they were formed in 1985 in Glasgow Scotland and they are Sophistipop Blues, alternative Ooh. rock, pop mm. rock.
2: Nearly wrote blues. And then I was like, oh, I feel like they're more R&B type things. So I went with the Blue-Eyed Soul. But I nearly wrote blues because their name's Deacon Blue. And I was like, oh, maybe they're a bit of blues in there because their name.
1: Damn. Oh, well. So the
0: name Deacon Blue comes from an American rock band Steely Dan's 1977 single Deacon Blues.
2: Oh, Okay, that's how it links. Uh-huh. Which right. peaked
0: at number 19 on the U.S. Billboard chart. That was that's back old. in 1977.
2: Oh, so okay. that's obviously
0: where they. Uh, that's
2: where they've, they've got an influence got from.
0: Yes. Uh, so their debut album rain town was released in 1987 and had the singles dignity chocolate girl and loaded the title refers to glasgow and the cover the art the cover art was from a photograph of the docks at the river clyde so they're very um strong to their roots yeah um the album was a commercial success and sold around a million copies. of mine, that was their debut album. Sold a million copies. Um, the singles didn't do that well. Um, obviously, we'll come to Dignity a bit later. Loaded didn't even um, chart. Okay. And when,
2: when did they release this? What year was that? Was that so this like... was
0: 1987.
2: 87, okay.
0: So Loaded didn't chart, as I say, and nor, and Chocolate Girl got to number... Oh, it was just outside, so you, I could have given you it, but you, already, you had quite a few already. So it's number 43.
2: Okay.
0: Okay, and obviously I won't give away where Dignity came, but um, that was uh, the big hit of that album, and obviously yeah. was probably the, the the single that made people then go and buy that album.
2: Yeah. Obviously, oh no, no, that must have done really well because if the album done really well, but the other two didn't do that well. Oh, okay.
0: The second album, When the World Knows Your Name, yeah, was there, was the band's most commercially successful, reaching number one in the UK album chart, right? And that included the songs Real Gone Kid rages day and fergus sings the blues so quite some album really um with those three hit singles on it so um they've really um taken things forward from obviously you know their first debut album which which yeah. wasn't a flop as i say it, it um it uh had over a million copies, or around a million copies, and then obviously this one.
2: That's definitely not, is it?
0: So they, they actually had five singles released from um, their second album. Right. As I say, three of them were were obviously the, the big ones. They also had Love, Love and Regret from it, and Queen of the Year as well, with okay. the two other hit singles of the right. five. Um so yeah so f- so the so the one that album had five UK top 30 singles in the chart. Um and all five of those were top ten in Ireland.
1: What also oh, they're a
2: big hitting in Ireland then.
0: Oh uh, yes. Um they then released a B-sides and extra track album Um, called ooh las vegas Um, and that was released in 1989 and reached number three in the uk Albums chart and i got to say i'll hold my hands up and say i bought it
2: when it was released
0: yes on cassette thinking it was going to be like the the two previous deacon blue Oh, and it was't and it wasn't it was b it was B Tra, it was, so it was for uh, your hardcore Deacon yes. blue, and um, I wasn't in that, and I was very disappointed. and oh. um,
2: but you were expecting music. I was like expecting blue. new
0: music around you know, pretty much like um That's
2: dignity Logan the D- kid wages
0: yeah. because I really liked them I mean they they um, as I'll come to in a minute, they um they got nominated for the brit awards with real gone kid and oh, okay. i bought that brit award album that had all the of you know, oh, had all the um like all the brit all the ones the brit that... award nominations
2: that's it yeah yeah yeah
0: and it was an um, probably one of the best compilation albums for me that i've owned because i mean i can remember it it had Fairground Attraction on it. It had Fleetwood Mac with Little Lies. It had um obviously Will Gone Kid on it. It was an amazing album and it opened, I suppose, me up to all these other bands then mm-hmm. that were around. And it was like, wow, this this is amazing you know, it's these yeah, this music. Brilliant. It? So yeah, so obviously I then on the back of that thought, oh Deacon Bloom, new album. Yeah. Went and bought it and it just yeah. Wasn't
2: great, it
1: were
0: not the best. Not well, I'll say it wasn't great, it wasn't what you were what expecting,
2: expecting based on what yeah. you've already heard. Yeah, but yeah I, mean. I
0: wasn't the only mug who went out and bought a B, uh, an album of B sides and what have you, because it got to number three in the UK album chart. But
1: then I guess it's got to be the highest,
0: it, it, probably in, in the history of albums, it has got to be the highest album with B sides.
2: But then I guess they released it really well, knowing that they've had these two like good albums that have come out, and they're like, "Oh, let's release this one." Yeah. They knew people were going to buy it based on the other albums. So well, I guess
0: yeah. that's, um, called, no. that's well, called. Well you. done to them. They 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 certainly fooled me. And um
2: how old were you?
0: Oh well, what was it? It'd been nineteen eighty nine, so sixteen.
2: Yeah. Using it, it fooled
0: language. me. It did get me. But funny enough, I didn't buy another Deacon Blue album until their greatest hits after that. Oh, I hadn't weren't gonna me. get forward again. <laughs> um so then their third studio album came out, which was Fellow Hoodlums. That was released in nineteen ninety-one and that peaked at number two. So they've had a number one album, they've had a number three with B-sides, and now they've had a number two with their third studio album. Not ah. bad. You know for yeah. a, 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 you know for a group that aren't commercially one of the top eighties nineties mm. groups cool.
1: um
0: that was followed in nineteen ninety three with their fourth studio album, whatever you say, say Nothing, which was seen as an experimental album and although not seen as commercially successful as both when the world has has Oh, sorry, When the World Knows Your Name and Fellow Hoodlands, it still peaked at number four in the UK oh, album yeah. chart. But so
2: like the annoying thing album. is it
0: it got the, their fourth studio album, which is obviously, you know, seen as good, got beat by a album with B-sides on it because that got to number three. Yeah.
1: But, yeah.
0: So, but um, they're but, a yeah. good
2: album group then.
0: They are a massive album group, you know, as in they've obviously got, a really hardcore fan base, and they do appeal to the to the wider music industry as well, music listeners as well, because yeah, people are still buying. I mean, obviously, uh, by this time, I'd you know no, like
2: all be once not getting fooled again,
0: I've been, been fooled, yeah, exactly. Um, so, in 1994, the band went on a sold-out UK tour and released the greatest hits album, Our Town, which is what I got. Um And uh, that saw the band Return to number one In the UK album chart
2: Oh so they They've got a. Fa- so how weren't these Bigger then If um, they're getting These type they've of They've come pieces, at the wrong side Of the too, 80s
0: Haven't they That's Yeah why. they're too
2: late When music's um, kind of changing yeah. People already Got their stuff Yeah Yeah I'm with you
0: So um While one of the album's Three new tracks So that Although it was a Great hits album It did have some you know which they do i mean even a hard on it with um oh headlines and deadlines had moved to memphis on it before the the album memorial beach come out which had it on as well um so it's introduced to us through headlines and deadlines um and then um 25 um had butterfly butterfly on it so you know other groups have done it in 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 the in, in the
2: past in the past
0: or, know, or in the future because both the headlines and deadlines, I think it was well, it might have been around this oh, yeah. time, actually, 89, 90.
2: Fair
0: um, yeah. so, um, well, in mind that we're now talking, we're in, what, 1994. So, yeah, there, it would have been a oh. bit oh. bit on. But, um, yeah, so they had three new tracks on it, um, of which um, one I was... Oh, sorry, three new tracks, I Was Right and You Were Wrong, Plus, of, of which one was I Was Right and You Were Wrong, plus a re-release of Dignity, um, which saw the band re-enter the top 20 singles chart in the UK.
2: Right. So even...
0: So they've got now yeah, got back, getting... as you'll see when we go through the... Uh, the yeah. Like,
2: right I, so do you think that was because they re-released Dignity, a, a big hit, and then people have gone out and done that, and then it's brought...
1: Yeah. Like,
0: yes.
2: Brought them back in.
0: So I mean D- Dignity was a big song, as I've already uh, alluded to. I um, think I know I'm in. And um yeah, it's it's seen as a well I'll I'll come into it in a minute. So um Vipan then decided to quit. Right. Okay. And
2: And that was the male vocalist,
0: wasn't it? No, no, Vipend was the drummer Ricky Ross was the vocals Dougie Vipend is drum So he decided to quit um, mm-hmm. the band In favour of a career in TV And oh. as a result of that Deacon Blue split up in 1994
2: They weren't even getting a new drummer in like, I'd get a new drummer no, just, in but It's not like just, your vocals are gone yeah. That's just a drummer, isn't it?
0: They no, really they, like- they split um and then 5 years later in 1999 the band held a reunion gig which led to a new album Walking Back Home which was a mixture of old hits and new.
2: And when um, they did their reunion gig did they have Ripon back with them or was I, he...
0: Well I'm not sure if he if Ripened went back or not. I would right. probably say yes, but I right. I can't say for definite um whether he did or didn't. Right. Okay. But um since since then they've they've had a few more albums. Because um, so this now wasn't the last like, as a like studio, this much. wasn't a studio album as such because it was
1: that old. It was, hit. It so was, it was part
0: like... studio, part compilation. Um, yeah. So it had some new hits in it, but then, as I said, the greatest hits, uh, new songs in it. But as I've already said, so did the. Um,
2: Oh yeah, one of
0: them I've just looked at yeah. the personnel on the album and yes, Dougie Vipend is on there for drums.
2: So, okay, so literally like they back. all
0: got back together.
2: And that's they're still doing that to this day.
0: They're still doing it to this day. Um so much so that they've had um another what? One, two, three, four, five, six studio albums okay. since that split. Um, so they had the hipsters released in 2012 no sorry they had the homesick released in 2001 then the hipsters in 2012 a new house in 2014 believers in 2016 city of love in 2020 and riding on the tide of love in 2021
2: Oh wow so they are really present.
0: Yeah now they've done well in the indie chart. Um yeah. they actually had a number 1 with City of Love in the indie chart but and and they've been okay in even the UK chart. So okay number 59 for homesick but then number 19 for the hipsters number 17 a new house 13 believers number 4 so they're back in there with City oh, of Love great. which I said was number 1 on the indie chart. and then number 23 with riding on the tide of love from 2021 but that also got into number three in the indie chart all of these got into all of them apart from homesick which was their first one made it into the top five on the indie chart number two for the hipsters number two a new house sorry believers got to number six so just outside Right. Um, as I say, City of Love was number one And Riding on the Tide of Love Got to number three In the UK indie album charts
2: Okay, so they've done I mean, yes, that's the out uh, the indie But they have still Getting they're there still
0: They're still doing well. <laughs> well As I say, number four was their highest um, And that's from 2020 with City of Love So they're still getting into the top five mm. Of the UK album chart album in chart. 2020 Um yeah now um they're
2: not a big group like the others
0: no um and that's mainly because of their singles so as i was about to say they they've deacon blue haven't reached the commercial highs of other bands in as far as singles at least on their second coming it's more the albums um however going back in time in 1989 real gone kid saw deacon blue as i said nominated for a fair a brit award Where they missed out to Fairground Attraction on Best British Single.
2: So Fairground Attraction.
0: Yes. Um, And then in 2020, Dignity was voted as Scotland's greatest song after a public vote on a morning breakfast show, beating the likes of Sunshine on Leaf, The Proclaimers, Oh, okay. Whole of the Moon, The Water Boys. Loaded, Primal Scream. In a Big Country by Big Country. Black Eyed Boy by Texas. And Somewhere in My Heart by Aztec Hammer. So it, it got on so the shortlist and beat those. Now, funny enough, there was 10 songs on the shortlist and um they were selected by a panel which included claire grogan of altered images
2: okay but then did they then w- did they win the-
0: yeah the- dignity yeah, was they- voted as scotland's greatest song
2: that's mad when you list all of those didn't realize there were so many scottish bands
0: well we've we've um, mentioned all of them
2: yeah no but cuz they've been so spread out
0: yeah and that's and not even that included movie. probably one of the bit well the certainly commercially biggest wet wet wet
1: yeah
0: no um, they weren't even on there
1: mm.
0: you know surprisingly um so yeah so in 2004 unfortunately graham kelly died from pancreatic cancer however the band continue. To, to as I've already shown with the, with obviously the albums and they recorded three new tracks for a singles album, including the single "Bigger Than Dynamite," in, which was in two thousand and six after the death of Graham kelling But as I say, they've they've continued. Um, yeah. So they've had which 3 we don't to-
2: really hear much of when someone. Dies. Sorry? we don't really hear many bands continue after someone. No,
0: dies. no, no. no.
2: Together, so
0: yeah. Um. So they've had three top ten singles. And they've had six top ten albums, as I've pretty much already said. So 1989, When the World Knows Your Name, got to number one. 1990, Ooh, Las Vegas, B-sides and Rarities, got to number three. 1991, Fellow Hoodlums, got to number two. 1993, Whatever You Say, Say Nothing, got to number four. 1994, Our Town, which was the greatest hits, got to number one. And then in 2020, City of Love got to number four. Mm -hmm. So, where did the singles come?
1: I
2: reckon one of these are going to be a number one, and it's going to be Dignity because of the way that you've spoken about it.
0: Ah, So, you're now changing your mind.
2: Oh. I still think Perfect could be a number one, but the way you've well, spoken about Dignity, I think it's going to be that one.
0: Okay. Dignity, released in 1988, got to
1: mm.
0: number 31. Did travesty. it? A travesty. A travesty.
2: The way you were talking about it and like how the album sold and everything, I thought it was going to be way higher than that. Even though I didn't think it was going to be a number one, I would have thought it would have been a top
0: ten. But as I've just said, it got re-released. Yeah. In 1994.
2: Yeah.
0: And it got to number 20.
2: So it's still not that high.
0: No. When you think it's been voted Scotland's greatest ever single.
2: Yeah. Well, I really liked it. I would have said it would have been like a top 10. It's a fun song. It's slow starting. Like you're kind of like, oh, oh, And then you really get into it. And it's a great yeah. song. All I thought was it was about a ship called Dignity, though. Like I legit think they're singing about a ship. It may well be. Pretty sure they are.
0: It was actually featured in the uh, closing ceremony at the 2014 Commonwealth Games in Glasgow. Oh. I've just found out while looking at it. Um, but no, it doesn't actually really say what it was about. It was written in Greece by Ricky Ross.
2: Right. That's so random. That yeah. That in Greece,
0: but not what's yeah, yeah, I have no idea why I started writing a song like that in Greece. But that's why there's a reference to Racky in it. The local firewater. I was sitting messing around with lyrics bored on holiday in a faraway scene. So there you go.
1: Well, I
2: thought it was about a ship, but who knows? Okay, moving on.
0: 1988. When will you make my telephone ring? I got to number 34.
2: Okay, I really like the voice. There's a huskiness to it. But I think this is a bit of a sad song. But weirdly, it's a sad song that they've managed to put a good spin on. Like, it's not too sad.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so now we move on to 1988's Real Gone Kid. Now, this got to be nominated that year for a Brit Award for Best British Single. Yeah. And you... Didn't even consider it to be number one. No, no, and this was a song that I really didn't
2: know that did
0: I? Got me. Got, this is what I suppose opened me up to Deacon Blues. I say I bought that Brit Awards album, yeah, and it an amazing. Now it had, you know, as I said, Fleetwood Mac, Little Lies. It mm. had obviously Perfect on it, and it had this, and I was like, wow, yeah. I love this song. Mm. Um, and it, got, it did get into the top ten. Okay Now we've said that three of their songs got into the top ten didn't we
2: So this is one of them
1: And this is one of them Number eight right. yeah, See I know and it's not a number one
2: I recognise this one though It's fun It's got good music in the background And there's a little bit where it's like Let me know I can't remember how it goes, but it repeats it, and I was like, "That's a really good part of the song." But it repeats mm-hmm. the lyrics. Let me know, like, let me know. Let me, I don't know. I can't get the tune of it, but I've listened to it more, many times. Uh, so I just can't. Get a, it. I like for me, that,
0: that <laughs> and dignity are two brilliant they, from this this era of the eighties. That you know, they, they were are like fisty pop with, and as I say, you know, with prefab sprout. The Deacon Blue and Prefab Sprout, those two done a concert together. What a wow. It'd be amazing.
2: You'd be front row, would you, Dad?
0: Oh, I'd definitely be going. <laughs> OK, moving on.
2: 1989,
0: Wages Day, number
2: 18. OK, again, a fun, upbeat. This had more focus on the singing. This was nearly my favourite, but it weren't.
0: Wonder if your favourite's going to be the other top ten then, because they had three, remember?
2: We we'll find out.
0: Did I say th- three? Yeah, three. Yeah,
2: he said three.
0: Yeah. Um, nineteen eighty nine. Fergus sings the blues. Number fourteen.
2: Okay, this was another near favourite. Oh, it's really catchy. A good really upbeat chorus. I love the chorus. Like, this one was a close favourite.
0: Well, for me, Dignity, Will Gone Kid, Wages Down, and Ferguson's of Blue. They sum up Deacon Blues' sound oh, yeah, for me.
2: I really enjoyed them. You know. Um,
0: 1989, Love and Regret, number
2: 28. Oh. Oh, okay. This one is a bit slower. Slow and meaningful. And there's a bit of a guitar solo in it. So this is where I was like, oh, there's a bit of rock in here but it didn't ruin it for me.
0: Okay, going into the 90s now with 1990s Queen of the Year number yep. 21.
2: Okay, the rock really came out in this one. The only thing that took it it was the same tempo throughout, so it didn't really do much for me in that one.
0: Okay. We are now going into an EP. Um right. it was it was called four Bakarrak and David songs, okay.
2: Okay, that's a bit weird.
0: Well, I think David Bacharach was quite a. I've I've come across him before. I don't don't know what the uh, the link is with with people, but um, he's okay. been he's been mentioned of you know with, with others. Um, so yeah. it must have been an influence on on certain music. Yeah. Uh, So Burt Bacharach and How David. So um, it was, they were songs by Burt Bacharach and How David. So four Bacharach and David songs. And it was an EP. So they're covers. They're songs of Burt Bacharach and and How David. Okay. Hey. So the one I gave you, which I think was the main one, was I'll Never Fall in Love Again.
2: Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to be like the next four songs were from it and their covers. I got really sad because. Oh, no, 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 no. This is, is the song
0: from the right. EP that I gave thank you. God. Okay. Um, the EP was their best charting song. Right, okay. It's, so it's in the top 10.
2: Well, oh, it's not a number one. See, Deacon Blue don't have a number one.
0: It's in the top five.
2: It's not a number one.
0: It's in the top two it's not it's number two it was number two yeah so yeah i'll never fall in love again from the four baccarat and david songs ep got to number two so it's a bit of a a cheat really um it's a bit like erasure when they got to number two with stop um it was on the christmas cracker ep um so in other words you're selling four songs to, so, you know, so yes, there's always going to be one song that's much better.
1: better um,
0: but um, there were still four songs, and um, yeah, the lead song off of it was "I'll Never Fall in Love Again," and um, well, yeah, number two.
2: This one weren't it. Weren't that great. It was a love song. There weren't much to it, so I didn't really enjoy it that much. That's why I was like, nah this can't be a number one." Ah. Um, so um,
0: 1991, "Your Swaying Arms," number 23.
2: Okay, I liked the video more than the song. It was like a movie trailer. It was so nice to watch. Like, it looked like they were on set. He was walking through, and it's like he was really singing to this girl and like the other lead vocalist, the woman, Lorraine. And she was in the house, and it, I don't know, it just gave me some feelings. Um, So I liked the video more than the song. Okay.
0: 1991 Twist and Shout. Number
2: ten. Uh, you were right. This is my favourite. This one, I don't know what it is about this song, but like when I was like re-listening to and writing my notes, I was like listen to Dignity. I was like, oh, that could be a favourite. Listen to Wage Estate. Oh, that could be a favourite. Listen to Real Gonk. Oh, that could be a favourite. And Fergus' song, of The Blue, whatever it's called. Things that could loose. be a favourite. But Twist and Shout. When I got back to that one and writing my notes, I was like, oh, my God, this one stood out to me in the car. Like, there was something about this song that when I was in the car, I looked at what it was called because I was like, I like this. So that one stuck out to me. So when I listened to it again, I was like, this is the song. So it's my favourite. It's I don't know. It's just really catchy. There, oh. there was something about it that stuck with me for me to remember it.
0: So, yeah, so 1991. Sorry, yeah, 1991. And, yeah, it's a top ten hit.
2: Sad that it that my favourite was out of the eighties, but women's.
0: sticking in nineteen ninety one. Cover from the sky, number thirty
2: one. Ooh, now this one changed it up a bit. You know, the only vocals in it were from Lorraine. You didn't have mm. Rick, Ricky Ricky Ross. Yes, you didn't. You right. didn't have him in it. He weren't singing, so it was a big change. So I was like, Ooh, this is different. But yeah.
0: Maybe that's why I didn't sell as well. Maybe the Maybe, fans were it against was, that. It
2: deep blue was it? Uh,
0: Nineteen ninety two. We're going to now. Your town number fourteen.
2: Okay. Now these last few don't hit as high with me. They're more harsher with their tones. It's turns a bit more rock. This one seemed like they were autotune, Like the voice just didn't sound the same.
0: Okay. Nineteen ninety three. Will will we be lovers number 31
2: okay this is a bit of a background song it's a bit slow this one went up there 1993
0: still only tender love number 22
2: okay um less upbeat it's more with the instruments it's more what you think rock is what you think about like like when you think of rock and the music that's what that is
0: okay now we come to another EP. With 1993's Hang Your Head, which got to number 21.
2: Really? Well, it was a bit darker. Weren't much singing in this one.
0: And then lastly, 1994's I Was Right and You Were Wrong, number 32.
2: No change in the tempo across it. Bit slow starting. Uh, Yeah, I didn't really like the last slot.
0: Okay. So that is a Deacon Blue. um for me, a very underrated band who probably didn't have the success or certainly, well, they did have success. They had some number one albums, but they didn't mm-hmm. have the success with their songs. Although you know you can you, I'm sure people say no, I disagree because they were they had three top tens, they had a nomination for yeah. a Britain. That and as true. I say, their albums Newer were, were anything but. And they
2: successful. won that public so, vote on that breakfast show.
0: And, well, that was in Scotland anyway. But yeah, they still won it. Um, Bearing in mind you've had the Proclaimers mm. and Texas, that were two you know, big bands as well, obviously up in Scotland um, at yeah. the time. Okay, moving on then to Millie Vanilli.
2: Yeah, so there's not many songs with these. They're very catchy and upbeat, you kind of know what you're getting. Not a band, they're just singers There's a duo. I can hear a bit of an accent in the vocals, so I'm like, oh, where are they from? Um, two men, but one of them has a very feminine voice. And I'm like, at first, I was like, oh, it's a man and a woman. And then I watched the videos and I'm pretty sure it's two men. Um might be a woman behind the scenes, don't know, like, maybe she didn't get videoed as much. Um, They like to wear matching outfits or similar outfits Very good dancers, I must say Liked that about their videos Where they they just danced, it was great Um, And the genre I've gone for, R&B or hip-hop
0: Millie Vanilli were Fab Morvan and Rob Pilatus Formed in 1988 In Munich, Germany
2: Okay, so that might be. They are
0: from. dance, pop, funk, eurodance, hip hop. Oh,
2: so I got hip hop, not R and B. Okay.
0: So Fab and Rob met during a dance seminar at a club in Munich. Um, they attempted to uh, find work as backing singers. And then they formed their own act and recorded an album for a small German label that sold a few thousand records. Right. Then music producer Frank Farian learned of the duo and invited them to his Frankfurt studio to listen to a demo. Girl, You Know It's True was that demo. Okay. And after Fab and Rob had listened... Fabian asked if they could sing it. Um, they said yes. So he signed them up to a contract there and then.
2: So they listened to a song that was already yeah. been sung. So basically, they were going to cover it.
0: Well, no, he that they it wasn't being He he had the song without the lyrics. So he played them the right. Like played um, them
2: the music.
0: The yeah it. instrumental. Yes, side right. of that, that from what I can gather And right. wanted to put their Their mm. um, voices yeah. then onto the lyrics
1: you... um, So he
0: asked them if they could Sing to it
1: Yeah, They
0: said yes He's then signed them up to a contract there and then
2: yeah. Okay Okay.
0: They haven't really Taken a note They've just thought yes contract yeah, signed got
2: somewhere. Nice. Yeah. So
0: yeah So um, they said yes He signed them up to a contract which Fab and Rob both signed without even reading it. Okay.
2: Okay. So, that makes however,
0: sound... in the studio, on mm-hmm. hearing them, Farian was not impressed. So he got some studio performers to finish the song and then gave the new project the name Millie Vanilli with Millie. Taken from his then girlfriend's nickname, and "vanilli" was added to sound a bit like British band Squitty Politti. Milly right. vanilli. Yeah, so yeah. So that's where the name come from. His Fabian's um or Farian's um, Frank Farian's girl then girlfriend's nickname millie and as I say, the vanilli for polity. Um So, Girl You Know It's True took off in Germany during the summer of 88. So, this is a
2: song where they've started the singing and someone else has finished it.
0: They just got some backing singers to, to, to finish it,
1: yeah. Right.
0: So, Girl You Know It's True took off in Germany during the summer of 88. So, Faryan wrote and produced an album, All or Nothing, which was released in Europe in November 1988. All or Nothing was repackaged and called "Girl, You Know It's True" for the United States and released in March '89. Um, right. It was a major success, producing five singles, all entering the top five of the Billboard Hot 100 chart. So they were massive in obviously. if is, you've got to think in America, it probably really did in because of because of their they were into dance and they were all into hip-hop so they probably you know hit the right market in america for what they want so it you know done really well yeah. um so yeah t- t- top five of the billboards top 100 with three of the singles baby don't forget my number blame it on the rain and girl i'm gonna miss you hitting number one
2: The album hitting
1: number one, yeah The singles So Girl I'm Gonna Miss You Got Number One In the US Oh Oh, I've missed that bit Okay
0: That's what I said The album was released and five of the singles Got to the top five And three of those got to number one
2: And the guys are still singing on it Like he's not changed a group
0: no, no, it's still the two.
2: Right, okay. Only because you d- you said that he produced, like this Farian guy produced it. Yeah. And I'm like, because of what happened with Girl, you know it's true. I'm like, did he then sack them off? And- no, no, no. Right, right okay. Um,
0: the album then spent seven weeks at the top of the Billboard 200 album chart. Seven weeks. Right. So yeah. they are, you think, America. So massive they're hitting in america you know, yeah we're talking the top 100 they've got to number one not one yeah. single not two singles but three singles um the other two singles were top five and then they've got an album that's also got to number one they're massive okay so they're hitting high so the duo then won the best new artist award at the grammys nice. as well as three awards at the american music awards the equivalent of the brit yeah. awards the, yeah so you know they're 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 massive now um an executive at mtv then realized the duo's english language skills weren't great and that stirred doubt among those present at an interview the duo did Um, and then during a live mtv performance in july 89 the first public signs that the group were lip-syncing as the recording they were singing to jammed and skipped so rob panicked and ran off the stage although he was then convinced to go back and finish and despite the mishap the audience seemed neither to care or even notice that he wasn't singing
2: they were miming lip
0: lip syncing
2: right
0: so but however loads
2: of people have done that anyway. So that's not a big deal.
0: Well, that loads of people do it when they're on live TV. Yeah. These two have never sung the songs.
1: Oh, so they weren't even so how? But how?
2: When they because, recorded, girl, you know it's true. So they Yeah, but as people.
0: I just said, Fa, Farry Ann found out they couldn't then sing and bought some backing singers in to sing it. So then since but then, then still has been been in. which are these duo?
2: But did or they anyway? know they were being Let me taken? Carry
0: on the mind. story. So however, growing public questions were now being made as to who actually sang in the group. So on the 14th of November, 1990, Farian announced that he had fired the duo and confessed that they had not sung on any of the records.
1: Wow. But it's him, isn't it?
2: Fariann's uh,
0: the producer and
2: whatever
0: He's yet. the so one done it. He, it's true. Millie Vanilli didn't sing, read the newspaper headlines. The following week, the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences revoked Millie Vanilli's 1990 Grammy Awards. Oh. The Best New Artist. With Polaris and Morvan giving a press conference in LA, where they stated their willingness to return their Grammy award,
2: they really known what was happening.
0: They signed the contract. But they didn't really. And yeah, exactly. So that contract being signed didn't. So that, they, I mean, like, they probably didn't even make any money out of it because they didn't sing, they didn't write the songs, they no. didn't do they just danced in the they videos the, and, yeah, pe- and fooled the... people to think that they were the sing this group so in other words it wasn't even millie vanilli the group that was singing it, it was, So did people ever I mean, just,
2: find out who was oh yeah yeah it, it is
0: it, i mean i didn't write it all down but obviously because it wouldn't make any difference um but it does no. say who the who the people were that, right. that sang um And it's quite a few, but Millie Vanilli. If you look up Millie Vanilli, the band or the group because they didn't have uh, instruments were Fab Mavan and Rob Pilatus, but they couldn't sing or they didn't sing and they didn't write the music, they didn't play any instruments or anything like that. It was all you know.
2: I can't get my head around this. So in their contract, it would have stated you're the face of this group.
0: Yeah, that that's more that, likely. that's basically well, what they were. Remember when they signed the contract, Barry Ann had been alerted to him from this this one single that they'd sung that yeah. sold or album, sorry, that had, that sold, had, a that had sold a few thousand. Sold a few thousand, and he'd obviously been alerted to him and thought, oh, I can make a quick buck here, get them signed up. Boom, but when he then got and me in a recording it. studio, he thought they can't even sing, or they weren't that very, they weren't very good. Not certainly not enough to, <laughs> to. Not, so let's put it this way: they weren't good enough to get to number one in the in the US, which they did. They probably weren't good enough to get to number hundred in the US, but they ended up getting to number one not once, not twice, but three times.
2: But with another two then. singles
0: getting in the top five and an album that stayed in the top in the top t- uh, number one for seven weeks.
2: But it weren't even then so Correct. it weren't
0: them that got to well no that, but that. that's where the issue was so but then did they?
2: Like, i can't get my head around it
0: so did lawsuits
2: you me know about it did they well, they know. would have known
0: they... yeah they they just like i mean it does say that they said we just went along with it we didn't know what to do and it, the, the lie just got bigger and bigger because their success got bigger and bigger but it, mad. you know i mean if anything you feel sorry for the uh for the the musicians that or the singers that actually did sing they didn't get any praise or anything and yet they've they're they're um they they are the reason that these songs have got to number one and the album's done that well but everyone was seeing it as these two blokes who are great dancers as you've already as you said that in the videos without knowing that that was their background was dancing that's what they were hired for but Obviously, at the time when Farrion signed him, he thought they could sing. The problem was they couldn't or not. They weren't as good as he thought. They certainly wouldn't have got the success that they had had they been singing. Um, and that's where the issues were. Rather than firing them, then he'd already them to sign a contract. He just went along with it, but just got some these other musicians or these singers. So um, lawsuits followed. Filed under various US consumer fraud protection against Arista Records and the band, the group members themselves, Rob Pilatus and Fab Morvan. A settlement was approved on the 28th of August 1991. It, wait for this, refunded, was approved for those who attended concerts as well as those who bought... Millie Vanilli Recordings, which was an estimated 10 million buyers across the tomb, um were eligible to claim a refund by the deadline set of March the 8th, 1992. Bear in mind that was in August 1991, so that's until March. So just under just over six months, seven months. It was end of August, so yeah, it's yeah, just, just um just um over six months just under. Um, yeah, so obviously, I'm sure a lot of them thought would have probably said, oh, I can't be bothered. I quite like what I'm listening to. I'm not gonna get a refund, you know, you don't you, so, yeah, how many people went, I don't know how many people actually took a refund, but obviously they didn't have to. They were just given the if you want it, you can have it
1: exactly.
0: um adding to insult. Singer-songwriter David Clayton Thomas sued Milli Vanilli for copyright infringement. Alleging that title song "All or Nothing" used the melody from his 1968 song "Spinning Wheel," a hit for his group Blood, Sweat and Tears. Oh, it
2: wouldn't surprise me if it did.
0: So this argument
2: by seems a bit
0: dodgy. So yeah, so um. On the 2nd of April, 1998, what Pilatus was found dead in Frankfurt, Germany, of a suspected alcohol and prescription drug overdose. Now, it doesn't say I mean, it was suicide, no point, right? but you can imagine the stress in that they were under. And obviously, they obviously never made no money out of this. And in the, actually, they it ended up being the ones that would have um, been... Got the
2: most hate for
0: food and what have you so oh yeah the hate as i say i remember i do remember it It was a massive big thing you know yes we've had um i've forgotten the group all about eve wasn't it who obviously got caught out because they didn't hear the 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 tape recorder had already started and they're sitting there on their chairs i don't know if you went and watched the video in the end but they're sitting there while the song's playing because they're unaware it's playing yes but yes on top no, of the I, box, did. I did because that was there done. all groups so it did weren't it. a big it was, deal that's it why I you know, it was
2: just, when you started telling the story about me but Bimini. these like couldn't sing
0: they were fooling people about a, something that wasn't happening
1: that's mad.
0: So, yeah. That's so, mad. that is the scandal, and it was a big scandal. Although it might not sound as much, but you've got a group that can't sing. Let's be honest. Just, you're making what, a living in in something music. you can't do. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're in the music industry, just basically the laughs, you know. Yep. So. I can't believe that. Never thought Obviously, I see I've said he, how I...
0: they done in in America. Let's see how they done yep. in England. Two top ten singles, one top ten okay. album nineteen eighty nine's All or Nothing, their only album, which got to number six. right So do you think they had a number one?
1: Well, I
2: said, which one does I say girl, you know it's true or girl, I'm gonna miss you. Girl, I'm gonna miss you. I said could be a number one.
0: okay. Nineteen eighty-eight, girl, you know it's true. Girl, you know it's true. Yeah. Do 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 do. Don't you think they had a bit of Peter Wandre about them?
2: Maybe a little. Mm. Now you've said it.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, girl, you know it's true. Nineteen eighty-eight got to number
2: three. Okay. Well, I weren't expecting a bit of rap at the beginning. Oh, hello. Yep. Like it's a bit of a twist on like the normal singing that I've been in, which is why I put hip hop down, um, as a genre. But yeah, it, it was a nice
1: start. Okay. Nineteen
0: eighty eight, baby don't forget my number. Got to number one in the US. Got to number sixteen in the UK.
2: Okay, yeah. This one didn't hit as well with me. It doesn't flow as well as um girl, you know it's true. It is still patchy, like You know, it's still got an element to it, but it just didn't have the flow.
0: Okay. Now we come to the one you like best. Now, we know sometimes with your like best, they're the worst. They're sometimes the worst, not the worst song, but not the best, not the most commercial.
2: Yeah. This got to
0: number one in the US.
2: Yeah.
0: It was released in 1989. Girl, I'm Gonna Miss You in the UK was a top 10 hit.
2: Yeah,
0: girl, I'm gonna miss you. In the UK, was in the top five.
2: Right,
0: um, girl, you know it's true. Got to number three. Girl, I'm gonna miss you. Was Millie Vanilli's biggest
1: go on success in the UK. However,
0: it wasn't number one. It was number two. Uh.
1: Do you know what,
2: though? I am picking big songs this week. I'm not being daft. So this was my favourite. I did yep. recognise it a little bit. I love, love the vocals in it. And now I'm like, ah, oh, but it's not the two people that I'm staring at on a screen. A bit sad. And I like the lyrics. So it was a big hit for me. Okay. I'm just a bit sad. That I've been fooled.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So get your refund. I oh, know you didn't buy an actual. <laughs> Single. um So yeah, that that was Milli Vanilli. That was the the scandal of the eighties. A group Mad. that couldn't sing.
1: They lip synced everything.
2: Madness.
0: Yeah. So moving on, the Pasadena's. Now, can you remember we spoke about the Pasadena's before? Can you remember why? I swear
2: it was only last week. It
0: was only last week. You're correct
2: who were they linked to
0: i can't remember okay well i'll tell you right at the end right at the end we'll come
2: i gonna be like you'll tell me and i'm like yeah i do remember sometimes i need a trigger with my brain you
0: know <laughs> right things at go the in end. and
2: they stay there but they don't always come back out so
0: pasadena's then okay. come on What'd so think?
2: i've gone for a bit of jazz a bit of r&b yeah um there's a lot of them in the group couldn't tell you how many But they like, they're very, they're all men. They love a matching outfit, don't they? They're either in their denim or their leather. They just match. I think it's great. It's very good to look at. Um, I'd say they're not musicians, they're a group, they're singers. I think they're really good singers and they work really well together as a group. They've got their harmonies on point. I don't think any one of them is the lead singer because they all kind of take it in turns. They all have their bits. So one might sing one verse, they all sing the chorus and the next one does a verse. I, do, I like the way they work together. Um, Not much about their videos, apart from the fact that I know they all love a good matching outfit. And I'm intrigued because... The last couple of songs, in the video, the intro was this woman going, like like she's on a radio station, going, ah, oh, and up next. But, like, it weren't a radio station. So I'm intrigued whether they had any links to anything or whether that was just something they did. But it's like, this woman spoke, like she said a little bit, and then she went, and now it's the Pasadena's with, and then the song, and then they started singing. So I'm intrigued at
0: whether that's anything. Okay, so the Pasadenas, you're right. They're a group, not a band, Mm -hmm. which we've... I mean, it's opened my eyes because I was never sure what's the difference between a group and a band, but the group is singers, um, I suppose. um,
2: It's literally... um,
0: The Four Tops, uh, the Supremes, the the Nolan sisters. Um, Mm. The Pasadenas are singers. So Andrew Banfield... Michael, Mike, Milliner, David Milliner, Jeff, Aaron Brown, also known as Rockin' Jeff, and Hamish Saloshan, Saloken. You never know with them um, how you'd Saloshan, Um One They were them. formed in 1988 in England, and they are R and B pop. Wow, they've got the R and B, not jazz. Oh, what they're a bit jazzy. So. And I suppose R&B sort of can cover jazz anyway, in a sense, really.
2: Mm. Yeah, I guess. guess it
0: could. Um, the group topped the charts in the Netherlands in 1988 with their first release, Tribute, Right On, which is a homage to soul musicians Diana Ross and The Ooh. Supremes, as I just said, and Aretha Franklin.
1: Oh, Okay. Um,
0: Their second single was also made, which also made the top 20 in the UK, like their first single. And both singles were taken from their debut album, To Whom It May Concern, released in October 1988, and made the top five in the UK album chart, selling more than one million copies.
2: Wow. So there is ever that big album
0: as well mm. in 1989 the pasadenas were invited to be part of band-aid 2 um okay. with their version of do they know it's christmas and they yep. sang alongside cliff richard jimmy somerville and chris ria
2: get them so they're so quite big then
0: they were in uh, around that like the late in 80s that, time, the
2: late, yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, In 1990, they changed their sound slightly uh, for Love Thing, which made number 13 in the Netherlands, and Reeling, which just managed to break into the UK top 75. Oh. Due to the failure of these singles, the release of their second album, Elevate, was pushed back, postponed for a year.
2: Like to kind of get them change
0: it up well i suppose because their singles have flopped it was like right hang on let's hold on let's hold back
1: yeah
0: um so yeah so it was eventually released in 1991 however it failed to chart so the group instead made a covers album called yours sincerely in 1992 and had a top 10 hit in the uk with their cover of american r&b group new york city's song i'm doing fine now yeah. after their covers album which made the top 10 in the UK album chart their record label Columbia Sony Music dropped the group with their next couple of releases being on independent label Sounds of London Aye. however their last single Round and Round in 1995 charted at number 96 so
2: oh, wasn't, so they weren't
1: wasn't,
0: so they
2: came in strong i guess and it just flopped. Yeah. Right.
0: So group member Andrew Banfield is the brother of Cookie Cruise Susan Banfield yes also oh. known as Susie Q I
2: remember now don't think I'd have been able to pinpoint that, but no. I remember you saying, yeah.
0: Yeah, you remember now.
2: Yeah, but it didn't okay. stand out. Like, usually, if it really stood out to me, you'd start saying it, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, and I could finish your sentence. But it, I remember you saying it, but it didn't it weren't a stand out bit of... Yeah. Like, what's it called? A bit of knowledge that you've given me.
0: Yes. So... um they had two top 10 singles, of which one of them, or, or we know they had a number one in the Netherlands. So,
2: whether they had a number with, one here, yes, I and didn't two, did I say these. Yeah, I did say, no, I didn't say these.
0: They had two top 10 albums. So, 1988's To Whom It May Concern got to number three. As I said, it sold over a million copies. And then 1992's Your Sincerely, which was a covers. Um, album after their second album had flopped, and that got to number six.
2: I hope my favorite isn't a cover.
0: I've told you what the cover was.
1: Um, I'm doing fine now. Oh, yeah, you did. Was the cover album. Okay, The Pasadenas
0: 1988 Tribute Right On. Number one in the Netherlands.
2: What you're going to call it a number one here? <laughs> yeah. Be. They no, had
0: two no. top ten singles of Pasadena's in the UK. I can tell you that Tribute Right On was in the top ten in England, in the UK. Okay. It was in the top five in the UK. Okay. Did it get to number one like in the Netherlands?
2: I don't
1: think so.
0: No, it didn't. It peaked at number five.
1: It's got a good beat. It
2: is a good one. It's just not up there. And I'm not 100% sure what they're blooming singing.
1: That's why I was like, nah, it can't be. I don't know what they're singing about.
0: Okay. Moving on then. 1988, Riding on a Train. Number 13.
2: Okay, hey, this has got this is where I was like, oh, they've got really good harmonies. I, like, I notice they're singing in this more than anything. And again, it's an upbeat song. Okay.
0: 1988, Enchanted Lady, number
2: 31. Do you know what stuck out to me with this one? They do like a clicking Like, they're all synced doing this clicking at the beginning. I'm like, I really like that. It's a really good intro to a song. And it's like a love song, and I feel like people would have had it at their weddings, maybe.
0: Okay. 1990,
2: Love Thing, number 22. Okay, fast pace. Again, not 100% sure what they're singing, but the chorus brings it in. The chorus is good.
0: Okay, so that was the only single that made the top 40 from their second album, which obviously we know was a oh, flop.
2: Yeah, that was So
0: if your favourite is in the next four, they are from the Your Sincerely album, which were covers.
2: Well, it obviously so is in the next four. We I are
0: starting with 1992's I'm Doing Fine Now. Now, funny enough, we've already said that Deacon Blue's best single was um a cover of yeah. i'll never fall in love I've... again from
2: yeah
0: Backpack and david yeah. um the pasadena's best single that in asked. the uk is no, i'm doing fine now which is a cover stop so we already know tribute got to number five so better than now
2: nah, let's I don't want it to be a number one if it's a cover.
0: 1992, oh. I'm doing fine now. Number four.
2: Oh, okay, I'll take that. This was my favourite though, and I'm really annoyed that it's a cover. But it just shows like obviously I don't know it shows I literally know nothing. Because It also shows
0: that you would have liked music from I don't know when it's a cover what it's a cover from. Um, yeah, that's
1: know. true. Or like I would have liked the, the earlier
0: music. Um no, it just it says did. oh, uh, no. No, I didn't. No, it just says New York City song, the group New York City song. I'm doing fine now. Um, So, yeah. Um, But it does show you that you like music from.
2: Like the later, yeah, even
0: earlier.
2: Well, it's got a good build-up. I love the upbeatness of it and the vocals. The vocals are a good on point for this group.
0: Uh I'm just quickly looking up New York City. They're a rock group, believe it or not. Oh. Um, um I'm doing fine now. Um it wasn't it wasn't a big hit. it, um, it got to it was released in 1973. Yeah. Got to number 17 in the US, number 14 on the R&B and number 20 in the UK. So this version done better than the original version. Yeah. There you okay. go. 1992, wow. Make It With You got to number 20.
2: Okay, well, this one stripped back. It was a main focus on the vocals, which I have said I like.
0: 1992, still, I believe in miracles, number 34.
2: I was really sad that this went, I believe in miracles. And I had that in my head and it weren't. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> What so I was expecting, but I still couldn't help but move. It's got a good beat throughout, it just weren't what I had in my head when I saw the title.
0: Yeah, which funny enough, I haven't listened to them, I'm not a Pasadena's fan, I'll be honest. Not my time for music, and um, what? knowing that it was covers, I would have said the same, but that that's what that was.
2: Uh, yeah, I just then... looked at the um, title and was like yeah. start singing that song I, I don't even know if like, that
0: song's called I Believe in Miracles but you'd think it probably is but Nah, yeah.
2: surely it is Well that's what
0: I mean, I'm sure it is but I don't, I don't know um, 1992 Let's Stay Together number 22
2: I recognise this one um, it's slowed down compared to the other songs that I've had it's more of a love song but it's a nice sing-along one
1: Okay Moving on then to
0: fairground attraction, where you're now definitely thinking the number one is, I'm guessing.
2: Yeah, perfect. I said that when I said there was three and you said there's only one, I said, okay, if I was to pick out the three that I chose, perfect.
0: Yeah, You've gone perfect. perfect. Um, You've still got hot house is... Flowers that you also did say could have a number one at With, the beginning. I can
2: see clearly With... now, yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah. Um, But we'll... I
2: did say I think it's going to be perfect, so yeah. I'll be happy if I'm right okay yeah so on to fairground attraction fairground
0: attraction go.
2: with the genre right i literally i've written down i can't think of a genre right because i can't think of what it's called it's not country but it's something like country but it's not as much as i love a country genre that never exists in the 80s it's not it's and you're gonna say it i hope you're gonna say it and i'm gonna be like yeah it's an old genre, and I don't know what I mean by that, but I can't think of what it's called. It just gives me a vibe of country but not country because there's another word for it, but I can't think of that. So when you tell it's, me... It's I'll what I've got
0: written down here. Well, I, I think, hope so, I because think when you it say is. it,
2: I yep. might be like, that's it, that's what I couldn't think of, so I'll, okay. I'll interrupt you and let you know. But anyway, I straight away recognise their music, so I recognise perfect.
0: Where it's that been on loads level. of adverts
2: Exactly
0: I think Asda I think, Asda I think it's still on advert. Asda yeah. used it for, for um, quite a big time So yeah, yeah. Loads of um,
2: do. Good vocals Really unique I love the way she sings And she can play instruments too Because she played a guitar in one of the videos I feel like they might have been short lived Because um, of the songs that I had And no two songs of theirs Sound the same and they're all different in their own way. Um, I, d- I can't tell you how many are in the group. I only really saw her in videos, the main vocalist, the woman. She's quite an extravagant dresser, like bold and bright. Like she goes a bit out there. Like it's not very 80s, but it's not 90s. I don't really know. it. I don't know what. She just does her own thing. Um, and there's a range of instruments.
0: Okay. So Fairground Attractions... I, whereas I said earlier, like Deacon Blue are are very much like for me, Prefab Sprout. If you were to put pigeonhole groups,
2: yeah, they would,
0: they would, I would pigeonhole definitely Deacon Blue with Prefab Sprout. I would pigeonhole Fairground Attraction with, funny enough, a group we had not that long ago, Tapau. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay,
1: yeah. But the music but is probably more like
0: it. I suppose Dexys Midnight Runners. Yeah. yeah?
2: It's got a bit of something like that. The old
0: Celtic sort of, you know. Um, yeah. Sort of thing, so anyway. Fairground attraction, are Eddie Reader on vocals, Mark E Nevin electric guitar, Simon Edwards a guitar, a guitar one, which I had to look Harvard. up. I've looked it up. It's a guitar one. Is a big Mexican guitar. Mexican?
2: Mexican.
0: Mexican. Mexican, 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 Mexican.
2: I was like, "What type of shape is that?" A Mexican. It, so
0: it's a guitar right, a from me- Mexico. Yeah. But it's a much bigger, and he played that rather than a guitar. He played a. Mexican so not like- guitar, which oh, is a bigger. Violent version oh, and it's called a guitar right. one and roy dodds was on drum so that is right, okay. fairground attraction oh,
2: they so were formed
0: a... in on,
2: was that did you say anyone was on like a clarinet or something
0: no i didn't know but that's I not something that, that they a wouldn't a have clarinet. been there was probably a percussionist or whatever um i don't know but they that was the main group um and they may have had someone that then played it cl- one of those may have played a clarinet or whatever but
2: hmm, i swear i saw know. someone on a clarinet
0: um They were formed in 1987 in London, England.
1: Soft rock, folk. That's it. Folk music. Say that. Yeah, it's an
2: old genre, and it's like country, but it's not. See, I've found what it is. I just I could not think of that.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm
2: right. I'm glad
0: I'm right. Which is what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure. Dexys Midnight Runners had a bit of folk about
2: think Celtic folk. And when and you said all. about D- Dexys Midnight Runners, I thought, yeah, they're a bit country, but not country. Because <laughs> I couldn't, no. I still couldn't think of the blooming word. But in my head, I was like, yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I'd say they're similar, definitely.
0: So Mark Nevin formed the group after being a backing musician for Kirstie McCall. The band was signed to RCA Records in 1987 and by April 1988, they released their first single, Perfect, which was an immediate success. And by May 1988, their debut album, The First of a Million Kisses, was released, which was seen as a blend of folk, jazz and country music. So there you go.
2: Oh, so there is a bit
0: of country yeah yeah there is and a bit of jazz but they're mainly folk um, yeah definitely with all but one song being written by Mark Nevin the album was eventually certified platinum and reached number two in the UK album chart now they got to number two in the UK album chart Deacon Blue got to number one Ooh. Real Gone Kid, we know, got to number, that album that it was off, got to number one. Perfect, which was on this album, which we also know, got nominated for a Brit Award at the same time as Real Gone Kid. That album only got to number two. Interesting. Uh, I mean,
2: it's not the number
0: one. In 1989, the band won two Brit Awards with Perfect the award for best British single, as we already know, because it beat Will Gone Kid, and the first of a million kisses, the award for best British album. Yet it only got to number two, and Deep and Blue Blue. got to number one with their album. They weren't even nominated for best British album with When the World Knows Your Name. They weren't even nominated.
2: I've got the number one. I've got it Mm. right. I'm putting it out there.
0: I'll yeah, put it out yeah. there. I'll have a bet with you and say it's not. But, but
2: now you've told me it's not. That's not No, fair. No, I mean,
0: no, I'm just having a bet with you.
2: No, we'll be we do a, a
0: virtual bet? No. A tenner. A tenner. No. You, no. Tenner, you're going perfect.
2: No, carry on.
0: I'm going to go, don't go by the Hot House Flowers. We'll carry have on. a bet. We'll carry have on. a on. bet. Do you carry want a on. bet? On. No. It's the last, last chance you have a bet. No. You could have <laughs> you had, a, you cheating. can have a tenor. You're
2: I'm giving cheating. you a tenor. You're cheating. Carry
1: on. Come on. Okay. What happened after the Brits? So, in September
0: 1989, during the recording of their second album, rumors were circulating of arguments within the band. And by January 1990, the bland the band split up with consequent interviews from reader and nevin about the breakup having very varying recollections of what actually prompted the breakup so they both had different stories in other words yeah. of what happened none um, of them
2: are going to admit to arguments so are they
0: so no so rca the record company did later release the second album um i fond kiss Um, with one of the songs, a cover of Patsy Cline's Walking After Midnight, being the band's last single, and it was a minor hit, hitting number 97 in the UK um, singles chart. The album, though, was mainly made up of B-sides and other tracks recorded alongside their first album. So it was songs that didn't get onto the first album. So yeah. if they weren't good enough to get onto the first Why album... Why are you going to
2: release them anyway? Yeah,
0: exactly. But but I suppose they'd broken up. They are in the middle of... So they just... The RCA did, put yeah. it out. Probably to make a bit of money, you know. Like... Mm fools like me may have gone out and bought it on the back of their (laughs) first album i wasn't that fun that silly the second time to do the same i wasn't a big fan of you know they had one song and that was it you know they're one hit wonders in my eyes um but yeah um so um although reader and nevin have worked together occasionally over the years they have both seemed very uninterested in reforming the band so it was a very Music, short lived albums, they won two that. brit awards at <laughs> a short number two a album with, you know but it before their second album they for whatever yeah. reason they fell out
1: but and they lived, both
0: have different had ideas of yeah but then so, you're not
2: going to want to get back together if both of you are saying different things you're going to disagree on what each yeah but,
0: but as i say they've worked together since but if you ask not them to work together to, on the, enough to reform the band. Yeah,
2: now. then that's not going to happen, yeah.
0: So, yeah. So, two top ten singles, one 10? top ten album, and that was nineteen eighty eight. Okay. The First of a Million Kisses, which got to number two. Yeah. So, where did their singles come? Have you just turned down £10?
2: Dad, if I have turned down £10, pounds, right... You're one, a very good liar, but I turned it down because you've got the list there right in front of you.
0: Well, I remember, I, as, as I say, I, this 1988 for me is probably when I was really into music. how we doing on it. their third album. By now, we stay on these roads. Living Daylights was the best James Bond theme yeah. in my eyes in 1987. The music was really changing. You had every genre by this stage now. You had your, you know, Pasadena's obviously, you know, with their soul and what have you music. You had S-Express with the house music and what have you. All the music in, in the late 80s was just a package of everything. And, um yeah, as I say, I You're remember the vanilla, I remember. So... If you're going
2: to bet on it, it's not going to be the number one, is it? And I'm going to be really annoyed if it is the number one because...
0: Well, we'll find out it's the first single we're going to obviously say because it was their first single, as I've already said. Fairground Attraction in 1988, they released Perfect. It's a song that has stood the test of time um, because of it being used in adverts and things like that. And it's still used, as I say, today or at least recently. Um, It did get, as I said, they had two top ten singles from the three nut singles that you had off their their only album really um so perfect was one of the top 10 singles
1: yeah. perfect
0: got to the top
1: 5
0: yeah we got inside the top 3 yeah is inside the top 2 yeah perfect in 1988 one the Brit Award for Best British Single after getting number one. Do you know what,
2: Dad? You've taken away I my I
0: bluffed you, didn't I? You've Good also
2: um, taken away my joy I've said from the very beginning of this pod episode That that was going to be the number one You well took done. away my joy of getting that right, you know
0: You changed your mind, yeah? No, I
2: didn't change my <laughs> mind You just... You're horrible
0: <laughs> Bluffed you
2: I'm glad I'm right And I knew I was right but you've taken away my joy Anyway, I recognised it Obviously, like yeah. you've said, it's been used a lot So if I didn't recognise it, I've been living in a hole or Under a rock That's the right thing to say um, It's just very feel good I couldn't really say anything about it Apart from that, it's just feel good it, It's just it's just a good song Gets your
0: get your. You
1: See, know, I, I'm, you
0: I'm not a fan I mean, it's okay I'm not a fan, I'm, I love I, it I mean, but for, it was the 80s, the for the eighties, it's it's a bit of it, Yeah but, it's a bit of a fake.
2: But for me I mean we're talking about this, a group
0: that's soft rock and folk.
2: But for me doing this, right, I'm not listening as an eighties person, thinking. No, 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 and that's what I'm saying. It. For, for me, me it's test the test of time and that's a yeah. good song.
0: And I've just realised being in the
2: eighties I've just it's not.
0: I've, Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um For me, if I've influenced you with Fairground Attraction with just three songs, absolutely brilliant, and the fact that they got a number one, and as I say, they won the Brit Award. But for me, it's that is Fairground it, it Attraction was... isn't a group for me from the eighties. Yeah,
2: or, like it doesn't fit in. They with were middle
0: the... of the road. They were mm. they were a small, very very small part of the eighties. Literally yeah, one one year. Shit. Yeah, very short lived. You know, and you um, living
2: in the 80s, they're not someone that you would ever think no. Of, For me, you know, Deacon
0: Blue were 10 and... times better, 20 yeah. times better than Fairground Attraction. I mean, you know, this, this, in this episode, you've had a group that weren't yeah. a group, as in they, they fooled like I just did you, they fooled the, well, the Americans had. Were, were completely were horrible, taken horrible. by them and then you've got fairground attraction that had a what they were one hit wonder one hit in a wonder. sense although yes. this the, the next one i'm about to tell you about obviously was another top 10 hit you people forget about it and it's it's probably the better song for me so we will go on to that now 1988 find my love number seven
2: Okay This was my second favourite Perfect was my favourite This one was simple It was more acoustic And in the video It's where I saw That she can play the guitar The verses are the best bit And usually it's the chorus It was a good song But for me Perfect is better It hits with me more But you know me I like the feel Is that because one.
0: You've heard Perf- You said you've heard Perfect Yeah so Are you semi-consciously yeah. Going I know that's a hit Or I know that's a good You know Not a good song Because I don't think it is yeah.
2: Well, it is, I but
0: not a... like it's not 80s for you.
2: But I don't know, maybe it is influenced by me already. It'd be it interesting
0: if you was to get by... all the number ones that we've in these in this um, series that we've spoken, you know, as in the groups, like in so series one, thing. two, and three. I'd be surprised if Perfect made anywhere near the top 40. Oh, I don't know how many is. number ones we've had, probably only had 20. But, you know, it wouldn't be near the top for me. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be in the first top half. Well, uh, do say think...
2: about am I more towards perfect because I recognise it. Maybe. I don't know. But you know me. By now you know what music I like. I like a feel-good upbeat song. And out of these two, perfect is your feel-good upbeat song. And mm. Find My Love is your more drawn back. It's more of sure. an acoustic, like I said. So I really like it. It's just not out the two... It's not the one that I'd pick to go uh, on my playlist that wants to get me up and moving. Do you know what I mean? So, God. it's that.
0: And I suppose I look at it as, I mean, obviously I'm a bigger Ha fan. We know that. Yeah. Um, for me, The Sun and Shines on TV, which was the Ha's number one, is ten times better than perfect.
2: Say that's a better song than perfect, yeah. Yeah. If you'd put them side by side, I'd probably choose Sunway Shines on TV. Again, though, I recognise both of them. So yeah. mm.
1: Okay.
0: 1989. Now funny enough, I gave you that this shows you how about this band, the fact you had three songs, this one number 49. I gave well, you it to give it. you something else to, oh, to have. Wow. Because they only actually had two real songs, and they were both top ten, but that was it. Yeah, that's it.
2: Wow, that's mad. But Claire, you know, love song in a way. Instrument use is amazing. It wasn't a standout song for me. So I well, can understand. It, it why.
0: wasn't. It was number forty nine. Okay, moving on. You've had your number one, so you now know what. And I too. was right. And you were right. Well I done. Just
1: that
2: away from me. Give you a
0: little clap. Could have had a ten pound note as well, but you've missed out on that. Um, Hot House Flowers. Um, what did you think of them?
2: So I, I <laughs> for this one, I've written country, but it's not gonna be. I think it's a bit of rock. Um, interesting vocals. Not much going on in general with them. They have fun with their music. They've got a good vocalist with with like like I said, the interesting vocals. It's quite memorable um because the voice is a bit different. Um they just like video wise, they like to use black and white. Um, they like a bit of projection. They're an older group and it looks like it's more of like a one man band. I'm not like I just didn't really see anyone else. Um and they've just got like a casual rock star look. They're not a rock star, but they've got the long hair and you know they wear casual clothing, baggy. Like you can tell they're kind of there's a hint of rock in there. But yeah, there weren't much. Like, only had
0: four songs, so there weren't much to go by. Okay. House flowers. Liam or R. Ah, Liam. Now this is. So if I pronounce these, I apologise because I'm no <laughs> good at the best of times. Without trying to do Irish surnames, Liam O'Mainla. Oh, oh, I can't. I don't even know what my own lay m a o n l a i okay yeah yeah yeah. um he was the vocalist keyboard and guitar um then you had fiasna f-i-a-c-h-n-a o braonan b-r-a-o-n-a-i-n you can have an attempt yourself Mm. if you want to help me Um,
2: he he was
0: he was on guitar then you had Mickan Walker on bass, Jerry Fahili on drums, and Leo Barnes, which I'm pleased so I can manage that one, on saxophone. Michan Walker left in 1986 and was replaced on bass with Peter O'Toole. They were formed in 1985, and as I've already said, they're from Dublin in Ireland, and they are an alternative rock of folk rock and Celtic rock, hence the, uh, the Irish. Okay. So these are probably, again, in that, that, that Dexys Midnight Runners.
2: And where I said country, but it's not going to be country. Again, I can't think of the blooming word folk, yeah. then because it's folk, and I've just gone, and it's got it? a bit of rock yeah. in there. So, yeah, yeah maybe it's... I'm going to have to write down folk on both of these so that I remember. Yeah.
0: So the group were formed by childhood friends. Liam, I won't pronounce the... and fiasna i think it's fiacna fiasna probably nothing like that um who began performing um as street musicians otherwise known as buskers on the streets of dublin as the incomparable benzanini brothers Wow. Bit of a mouthful for buskers, After but there, there we go. That's what they went by, the incomparable Basini Brothers, and they were joined by Peter O'Toole and won a street entertainer award within a year. And then they renamed themselves as the Hot House Flowers. Now the reason this a is a bit easier. weird, now, I got lost on this. So Peter O'Toole joined them as a busker, but he didn't join the initial group until someone else. Pulled out so but I couldn't find out why or whatever. So it's a bit weird that it he looks like he's a founder member, but then he in... wasn't with the group until
1: yeah, Michan Walker pulled family. out.
0: So yeah, yeah, very very weird. Um so they then renamed themselves as Hot House Flowers and began writing songs and performing all over Ireland with the Rolling Stone magazine calling them the best unsigned band in Europe. So they were is, unsigned. Yeah, they were just
1: at this point. touring they were just and doing a, a buster. whatever. So yeah. Oh. Um So uh,
0: while they were touring, um, not in 1986, Bono from the band U2, who obviously yes. is a big Irish band, yeah, um, he saw the Flowers performing on television. And offered his support. So they then released their first single, Love Don't Work This Way, on U2's Mother Records label.
2: Wow, now that's someone to sign you, it
0: So although the the single didn't obviously wasn't commercially um successful, mm-hmm. it did lead to a deal with Polygram subsidiary London Records. Okay. okay, now we've come across London Records before, last week
1: Last week
0: Because they yeah. had, didn't they, wasn't it London Records that would sign someone and then And then
2: there was they, a sub, No, weren't there like a sub
0: Yeah, was, yeah, that's right, yes And think. they then, yeah, FFRR, yeah. FFRR yeah. And Absolutely. then yeah. they wanted to take it one way and London Records said, no, we want to stick with Pop And then yeah. they yeah. went, and it might have been Cookie Crew actually might have been the Cookie Crew. I can't remember.
1: Might have been. Um, yeah.
0: But yeah, that, that we've we've had come across London Records before. So London Records have now signed the Hot House Howers up. So then they released a debut album, People, in May 1988, and um, was the most successful debut album in Irish history. Now we are talking. You too. We are talking boomtown rats we are talking uh can't think of fergal Sharkey's group now um but yeah that that other group um so we've had a few irish ones we are talking this album was the most successful of all time in irish history and it reached number one within a week of release in ireland and eventually, oh, not that
2: reached,
0: and it eventually reached number two in the UK album chart as well. Oh, so they did well. They had success very quickly, and they, they were yeah. well. And considering
2: they came from like an unsigned group doing their own thing, Bono yeah. helped out, and then they gone yeah. to. So it came about quite well for them.
0: The first single on the album was "Feet on the Ground," and that shot to number one in Ireland as well. So the Irish absolutely love this Irish group.
2: I mean, they are Irish, you're going to back.
0: So, yeah, obviously, as we've seen before, you can do well in your own country. Uh, The international success of the album received a boost when the music video of Don't Go was played during the interval of the 1988 Eurovision Song Contest between the contestants and the scoring. So the contestants has finished, And this video was played before the scoring was then announced, while they were gathering. Okay. Um, This helped the song, uh, Don't Go, reach the top 20 in the UK singles chart. The highest they would ever reach in the UK. In June 1989, they played at Glastonbury. Festival And they were so successful Amongst the festival goers That they appeared the following year too So they were invited back oh, so they Literally they the next
2: year. I only change. got four songs For a group that sounded
0: yeah. quite big And a big hit with
2: people yeah. This is a bit mad
0: They released their second album Home in June 1990 And their third album in 1993 um, Which was Songs from the Rain by early 1994, O Mayanlay Liam um, decided the band was suffering from physical, mental, and creative exhaustion, and he called a year-long sabbatical. The year-long then turned into several years, and band as band members experienced changes in their own personal lives, including divorces, marriages. Baby. the birth of children, and unfortunately Liam lost his father in that time too. Okay. The group also then that time split from their long-term manager and also saw both Leo Barnes on sax and Jerry Fahili on drums leave the band. So they never came back. Right. In May 1998, five years after their third album had been released, they released their fourth album born and the following month they appeared at glastonbury festival so yeah. glastonbury festival obviously they 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 felt a big they they obviously liked the band and um mm. felt a the loyalty festival. and uh, they obviously had split and they thought we're going to give them another we're going to help them by okay. bringing them back again um cuz yeah. i suppose they'd helped glastonbury cuz you know glastonbury back in these days weren't the festival it was now it was it was it was still a a big festival but nothing like it is now and um they obviously helped glastonbury grow Mm. in the early days and so glastonbury paid them back so they bought them back again um so by 1999 they had reached the end of their recording contract with london records and both sides decided not to renew in 2000, uh, however, London Records did release a compilation album of songs from their four previous albums titled Hot House Flowers, The Best of 2000. During their hiatus between Songs from the Rain and Born, so in those five years, yeah. band members have both written songs individually and they'd sporadically got together to write songs collaboratively right. some of these songs were never released while some evolved to appear on born so in 2003 the flowers collected these unreleased recordings and issued them as volts volume One*.
2: Oh, so they kind of released a new album but yeah
0: of songs that they hadn't had before didn't they? yeah, yeah. Like
2: and unreleased
0: so it's a bit like again not b-sides as such because they were unreleased but they obviously weren't good but enough to get on board and then to choose um, so yeah. it's been a week of it's been a week of scandal yeah and b-sides, b-sides. because yeah. we know that deacon blue had a top 10 hit top three with an album exactly. of b-sides B- 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 yeah. um Fairgrounds Attraction's second album, that even though they'd already split up, RCA, their record company, still they, took out, was more yeah. of a B-sides of songs that they were recording when they'd done the first album, that obviously weren't good and enough for that first album. And mm-hmm. now we've got Hot House Flowers, who've released a Vaults Volume 1 of unreleased recordings that were recorded at around the same time as, well, when they were on the high when Oasis, they were doing, but didn't yeah. get onto the the Born album so Born in a, yeah. in a sense they weren't they weren't that good to get on the album to, to choose in the fact they've now released them as an album after being dropped by the record label um so in 2016 the band played a live version of their cover of um 1972 um, i can see clearly now i can't remember who was the original version. Um I have I knew
1: that was
0: a cover. Than... Yeah, I, I mean it's been, been um Johnny Nash. Uh, that was it. So Johnny yeah, Nash I recognize that name Johnny Nash, his um song um from nineteen um seventy two yeah um they they released. I mean it got to number five in the UK back then got to number one in the US oh um, wow i can see clearly now so it,
2: it was that, that
0: is a big story. song um yeah. so anyway they covered it and um on the premiere episode of amazon prime's grand tour so jeremy clarkson that after they'd been um sacked from top gear they took took top gear to amazon but obviously couldn't call it top gear they called it the grand tour and um yeah. i don't know if you've watched it i have
1: I Hot have, house, yeah, no, I like on it. it.
0: Right at the very end, singing the song. Oh, okay. yeah, right yeah, at no, the no, beginning, I can't right. remember if it... No, I'm pretty sure it's at the end, singing the uh, this this song. Um, right. And um, it went on, because of the popularity of the Grand Tour, it gave them a, a lift, and I can see clearly now, went to number one in oh, the wow. iTunes rock singles chart.
2: Oh, okay.
0: In the UK on the back of,
2: on the, of that. on the back of the grand tour
0: in 2000 oh, sorry in 2022 not 2022 in 2022 they appeared for the first well certainly i think it is the first one i can't see any previous but they may well have so i won't say it the first time but they appeared at henley for the rewind 80s festival which i for the so first so time saw them, them live yes, ah,
1: yes ah, okay. this year.
0: Um, they had one top 20 single three top 10 albums 1988's people got to number two 1990 home got to number five and 1993 songs from the rain got to number seven okay as far as their singles 1988 don't go number 11 just missing out on the top 10
2: Okay, that one's just fast singing. I I couldn't really keep up with what was going on, not going to lie.
0: 1990, give it up. Number 30.
2: Okay, this was upbeat, feel good. You can't help but move to it. I liked that one. It was more up my my type of street.
0: 1990, their cover, I can see clearly now. Number 23.
2: And I'm really annoyed that this was my favourite because it was a cover i recognized it it's a classic and i wrote has it been covered though nah. and i'm annoyed that yeah it has been covered and they covered it but i and really like 90... what they did to it i really like uh-huh. their, their version and in
0: 1993 an emotional time number
2: 38. okay yeah i would have put that one on the like bottom of the pile out of these It's like a complete change It's more stripped back and raw They focus more on the singing Which is always a good thing But it just didn't fit in with the rest
0: Fair enough Okay well let's move on then To the last group this week Yeah Or band Eighth Wonder
2: Yeah So not much to say about these Only two songs I've gone with Straightforward Pop Um, They're completely different To the other bands this week Um her voice so i think they're a duo but there's a woman is the vocalist she's got a really good voice but it doesn't fit in with the 80s i think she's more of a 90s she looks more 90s like she just gives off 90s vibes i think she might be a bit influenced by madonna looking at her i think i've got a bit of madonna vibes anyway um but there's not much to say on them. There's not like, much I
0: can say. Like, they you... do live
2: performances for videos. I just yeah. thought she looked yeah. 90s.
0: Okay. So, you, did you did you recognize her? No. No. You're into your soaps, no. aren't you?
2: Not really.
0: Oh, okay. I don't watch Holby City, Everdale?
2: No, not anymore. All oh, right. Okay. If it's from when I lived at home, then I might be able to tell. But, nah, I'd not okay. watched it since I moved out.
0: Right. Eighth Wonder were Patsy Kensit, Jamie Kensit, Steve Grantley, Jeff Beauchamp, Nigel Davis, Jake Walters, and Lawrence Lewis. Patsy they were Kensett. Patsy Kensit. Are you
2: having me on? I need to look this back up.
0: <laughs> carry on talking, because I swear that's not. Her. Oh, you know Patsy Kensit? Yes, yeah, she's in EastEnders. Oh, is she in EastEnders now? I don't, I don't watch them. I know her from... She was in Emmerdale and she was... was she... Um, Holby City. Yeah. Didn't know she was EastEnders. No, no was she's right?
2: Emmerdale, not Emmer... No, I swear she was in Emmerdale. Uh, EastEnders. Oh, I don't I know. don't know. But I, yeah, I do know her from e- Emmerdale. Shut okay. up. Don't look like her.
0: So, they were formed in 1983. And you said she was a good singer as well. They were formed in 1983, London. And they are pop, dance pop. So, yeah, pop, well, at least it's pop, yeah. Uh, the band enjoyed major success in Japan and Italy in 1985 to 1987 before finally breaking through in the UK and across Europe in 1988. So, they made it bigger in Italy and Japan before they got big anywhere else.
1: Um, yeah, the band
0: that's mad. The band actually started out as Spice in 1983. Ooh, okay. Jamie Kensett auditioned his own sister, Patsy, then aged fifteen, for the vacant lead singer in his new band. The lineup consisted of Dude. Jamie Kensit and Jeff Bouchamp on guitar. yeah Kensett, uh, sorry, Lawrence Lewis on bass, Jake Walters on drums, and Nigel Davis on percussion.
1: Uh-huh. Spice made
0: their live debut in autumn 1983 and spent the next year playing gigs, hoping to get noticed by record labels. Alex Goodson or Godson then joined on keyboards. Mm. In November 1984, they played their first gig as Eighth Wonder um, at Wimbledon, and Patsy Kensit had then began writing songs for the band. In April 1985, CBS Records signed 8th Wonder and the band started recording, although they had to work around Patsy Kensit's filming for absolute beginners. In October 1985, with filming complete, they then released their first single, Stay With Me, which achieved success in Japan, reaching number one and in italy it got to number four
2: okay
0: while in the uk it peaked at number 65 oh so as you as i said earlier they were big in japan and italy before people caught on across the rest of europe yeah and over here obviously um so yeah that was in early 86 in August 1986, they went to L.A. to record their debut album Fearless with producer Mike Chapman. In February 87, they released Really You Remember. In the UK, it flopped at number 83, although it reached the top 10 in Italy after a memorable performance in Italy at the San Remo Music Festival where a wardrobe malfunction Calls Pac- Patsy to expose one of her nipples live on TV, which probably pushed up sales a little bit. Probably,
2: you know.
0: Um, while in Japan, the band achieved another number one hit with When the Phone Stops Ringing, which was co written by Holly Knight and Bernie Taupin, Elton John's longtime collaborator. So, whilst completing the album, Nigel Davis left the band and they started using a drum machine and keyboards for their bass sound. So, on the back of that, Jake Walters, the drummer, funny enough, left the band as well because they obviously replaced him with an instrument mm-hmm. rather than have the real thing. Um, they worked with sound engineer, mixer, and producer Pete Hammond, with the exception of one track. I'm Not Scared, co-produced and written by the Pet Shop Boys.
2: Oh really?
0: Yes. I'm Not Scared was actually chosen as the band's next release from the album, with mm-hmm. Steve Grantly joining the band on drums. So they had a they for I suppose any live appearances or whatever that they, they needed a drummer. So mm-hmm. they brought a drummer in. After Jake Walters had left. Because he was replaced by a drum machine. Okay. Um, I'm Not Scared became a top 10 hit. In almost every country in Europe. Achieving number 1 in Italy. Number 2 in Switzerland and Portugal. Number 3 in Spain. Number 4 in Greece. Number 5 in Germany. And number 8 in France. So it's a big hit. So they, across yeah, Europe, they hit including their loyal fans in Italy who got it to number one
2: well, yeah
0: pet shop boys then recorded their own version of their own song for their album interest perspective which many see as the better version
2: i was gonna say how did that one do in comparison that well, it was scene? never
0: released as a single it's just on the album
2: but okay. um i bought the, the
0: album and when i found out about eight fund i was like hang on there that's all i'm not scared by the that actually, that it was it written, by, it was by, written it. by, yeah,
2: yeah. So
0: in May 1988, the release of "Cross My Heart" proved to be almost as successful chart-wise as "I'm Not Scared," but not obviously as successful. However, follow-up single "Baby Baby" only got to number 65 in the UK and would be their last ever hit in Italy, reaching number 13. They had one more hit in Japan with Use Me in 1989 and shortly after this the band parted and Patsy Kensit began to focus on her marriage and acting career. So Patsy mm. Kensit is as well known for her marriages as she is her acting with a who's who of musicians in a marriage for marriages, as she is for probably, she's probably more known for her marriages than she's her singing career. To be honest, I
1: didn't even maybe even Charlotte her acting career.
0: career, but um her marriage career reads as a hoo-hoo. So her we shall
2: start.
0: <laughs> she was married four times to musicians Dan Donovan from Big Audio Dynamite, who you've yeah. obviously listened to. Yeah, Jim Kerr. Lead singer of Simple Minds,
2: yeah,
0: Liam Gallagher from Ooh. Oasis.
2: Didn't know that
0: she's even got a son with Liam Gallagher.
1: Stop.
0: Yeah, um, Lennon, Lennon after John Lennon, Lennon I'm Gallagher. I think he's called. Um, and Jeremy Healy from Hazy fantasy who was her last he was a dj by this time um he was her last husband um all of them ended in divorce and she is now not married i don't know if she's in a relationship but she said she's never getting married again um Patsy Kensit's acting career, um, which is obviously what she then focused on after the singing career, um, has included her playing Sadie King in Emmerdale and Faye Morton in Holby City. Mm-hmm. The group, however, had two top 20 singles in the UK. So... Although they were very successful in Italy and Japan, so Patsy Kensit can actually say yeah, she's had number are they ones. are
2: random places to be successful. Yeah, yeah,
0: very, very. Just shows she, doesn't it? But it's like Mel C. I can tell you now, she's very big in Hungary as a oh. as a soloist. Yeah, after leaving Spice Girls, she was very, very big in random. Hungary. Yeah. Um, so, Eighth Wonder, nineteen eighty-eight. I'm not scared. Got to number seven with their cover, or not cover, because it hadn't been released. But it was written by the Pet Shop Boys for them. Um, right, yeah, got yeah, to yeah. number seven.
2: Okay. It was slow. She's got quite a high-pitched voice in that. And that weren't. Yeah, weren't as much of a fan of that.
0: Okay. And then nineteen eighty-eight, cross my heart, number thirteen.
2: OK, there's still a bit of programmed sounds in this one, you know, like it's got it's got the 80s in it. Um, I like the lyrics. This was my favourite out of the two.
0: OK, that concludes the uh, six groups for this week. So yes. now it, I'd normally say hit or miss. But as I said at the beginning, Did I'm changing it. Did I influence you or did I not influence you? Dad influence daughter. Did or did in brackets not?
1: Right. Deacon well, Blue. Deacon Blue. So do you remember at the beginning I was like. I'm a bit
2: to and fro. Mixed thoughts about some some of them. This is the one that I admit mixed thoughts about. And it's because. Towards the end, they went a bit more rocky, and that's really not me, and I didn't like how what they did with it.
1: Overall, though, you giving me Deacon Blue, I can confirm
2: that you did influence me with their music because I did enjoy them. So they are a did. They did wear.
0: Well, there you go. So what a, what a week then for me to change it, because that obviously is a is an influence.
2: Yeah. Like you've influenced me with the music that was given. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, I did enjoy them. Millie Vanilli. Now I am really sad that you know they've done what they've done. I'm just a bit like whoa what? But I can confirm that Millie Vanilli did influence me and I did
1: enjoy their music. So that is another moment.
0: Oh, two out of two. And that was with the fakers. Um, I know. I'm really week. sad. So, yeah.
2: The Pasadenas, the ones that you don't really like,
1: also influenced me. So you did do well on them too. The Pasadenas did influence me I enjoyed their
2: music Like it was a good one for you to give me You don't like them But I'm glad you gave them to me I, I enjoyed them Great harmonies They oh, Loved them Fairground attraction Again did influence me You may not like them
0: I don't like them I just think they're middle of the road
2: I like them Give me the middle of the road I like them I'm glad you gave me them so again you've influenced me in that type of music too and then we get hot house flowers which did not it uh I, I could have gone without them
0: you've just lost us loads of well you've lost us to two viewers we had in ireland
2: well i'm so sorry irish people <laughs> hot house flowers were not my uh cup of tea and then eight wonder again did not do anything for me um only had two songs to be fair, and not gonna lie, the most exciting thing about it is finding out there was Ken- Patsy Kent in it. <laughs> but the music itself,
0: nah, you could have left it off. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd probably agree with you. I, I mean, for me, I wouldn't even have Pasadena's. So no, I've seen Hot House Flowers like live, them. and other than Don't Go, I didn't. It was they were the they were the they were the group that we went and got our food, you know, we'd have gone and got oh, they were yeah, actually early, a, but yeah. they would have been the group that right. we you know we got our food on there on. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Not that, I, not that I didn't like that, but yeah, other than don't go, I. Then none of their other music's really and and even don't go is not, you know, whereas whereas Fairground Attraction I would have watched them and I do and I would be a did for Fairground Attraction. Um perfect as I say and I do like find my love but mm. hot house flowers don't go and it's not even it's not even up there. Um and eighth wonder they as I said well I just think of that. I'm not scared is pet shop boys anyway for me mm. um but yeah they're not n- nothing um and pasadena's for me isn't my kind of music so and even Millie Vanilli I, I, like I suppose Pasadena. because because I know the background but they were never my kind of thing anyway, even though yeah I would just see him as a Pete Warndre, you know, um,
1: mysterious
0: girl and go, you know, it's true. Very, I don't know, I think they're similar. But, I get but, um, Yeah, Deacon Blue for me and to a lesser degree Fairground Attraction, but it's great that we you like four of them. From me, so, yeah, um, that's well. a definite big influence for this week. So, Definitely. really pleased as. um, we draw that one to a close, and I'll give you the groups for next week.
1: Yes, please. What a um, so, are you ready? I am.
0: Brands, vision, vamp. Vans, vision, vamp. Transvision
1: Vamp. vision
2: Vamp.
0: Transvision. Transvision Vamp.
2: Right.
1: Weird. The Primitives. No. Time Lords stroke KLF. No. Breathe. Nope. The Travelling Wilburys. No. Yaz and the Plastic Population. No.
0: They are your groups for next week. You have come across Yaz before.
1: Have I?
0: because we mentioned them last week because they, Yaz was the other person at one of the groups. As, oh, I can't remember who it was now. Um, with Lisa Stansfield. Um, they had her as a.
2: Like Cassie Dennett. Kathy. Yes, Dennett. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes,
2: yes. Oh, who was that? Oh, okay.
0: So you have remember, had Yaz and the Plastic remember, Population. They were given. The speaker, they were introduced okay. or featured by by. Um, right, okay. Yeah, I don't remember you last mentioned last but, um, but I, I can't know. remember who it who it was now. But yeah, so you yeah. you have you have had them um, before, but um, you haven't obviously um, listened to them. Uh, it's Cold Cut, Doctor in the House, featuring Yaz and the Plastic Population. And um, yes. Kathy, and they was Lisa Stansfield as well, where people hold on. Kathy Dennis was d mob. She was yes. featured. It
2: was oh, like okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, was, um, cold cut. so yeah. So, um, before we go, just to uh, quickly re- recap who you've got. So, you've got Transvision Vamp, mm-hmm. The Primitives, Time Lords, stroke KLF. They're, I'll mm-hmm. go into why they've got two groups. Breathe, The Travelling Wilburys and Yaz and the Plastic Population. Okay. So, you can enjoy those. I will send you the songs over and we shall discuss them. And we'll see if we can do as well as this week, where you got four dad-influenced daughters ticks against instead of crosses. We will find out. We shall. On that note, I shall say goodbye.
1: Yeah. All right. Bye, Dad. Bye.